to set the scene for today, like, so we're starting out, um, again, in 1886 with the report on my studies in Paris and Berlin. Um, and let me say one thing about that, um, which is that it's objectively a hilarious so funny. place to start something that's like the standard edition. Um, because it is the kind of report you write after you get a grant. And like, you know, I can see, like in my own life, I'm like, oh, right, academic affairs needs to see what my visible product was and like how I spent my like, you know, whatever travel fund, you know, travel funds to go to like X conference or whatever. It's like the banality of that is hilarious. Like, like let's make sure we receive this by the end of the fiscal year, you know? Um, so I get, like I totally understand why why um, James Strachey and Alex Strachey and that the, the whole team chose this um, this moment um, where he's writing this report um, in 1886 about his travels in 1885 to 86 um, to Paris and Berlin because it's Freud's turning point. He is studying with um, Charcot, who Patrick is going to tell you more in a bit, um, in Paris at the Salpetriere. Um, but it's also just like hysterical that we're starting with what is essentially like a, you know, dear sirs, thank you so yeah. much for funding my trip. Um, like it's it's a great piece. It's actually yeah. a great piece of writing. It's wonderful. But all of this is to say that I asked Patrick to do some biography for us of who is Freud at this point in his life. So... I want to turn things over. Yeah. And Patrick, you may want to go now back to the the, yeah. the, the, the false friends and whatnot. But I just wanted to, to be clear that like, that's where we're coming from is we don't want to just tell you what is happening in these texts. Although like I am going to do that um, with, with some help from, from Patrick and from others. Um, but as we start out, we really thought it would be helpful for you to get a sense of who Sigmund Freud is when he's been, you know, he's a young doctor. Um, he, you know, so much of his work that we think of as, you know, even like the the early Freud, he's not young during the early, like, so, so, so that's, yeah. that's where we are right now. So Patrick, can I ask you to, to yeah. tell us about uh, the young man, uh, who is no longer Sigismund Shlomo Freud, but has dubbed himself quite a long time ago, Sigmund Freud, and what he is up to in 1885, 1886? Well, yeah, I, I really want, that's where I want us to go and to build to this. But but in order to do that, like, and again, this is the other thing, like we're, we're very invested in Freud, uh, of course, but also like, I think we all, for different reasons, don't think the idea of like the solitary genius has any intellectual like coherence to it yeah. and in fact has some like really retrograde political dimensions to it. Yeah, right? for sure. And uh, not about it. Yeah. And so in some ways, like we're going to, we're reading, we're doing this something paradoxical. We're, we're reading the chronological writings of this person as he develops his own ideas, but also as he studies under other people. Yeah. His interlocutors. And as he takes ideas and, and goes about a kind of intellectual formation through institutions, through uh, worldviews or, or, or vocabularies and professions that in which other people loom large, 